Sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. We begin our reading with verse 12. 
these other words that we find. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching vain and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we have found false witnesses of God because we have witnessed of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ who he raised not up if so be that the dead rise not. Or if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised? And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. You're yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If this life only we have hope in Christ we are all we are of all men most miserable but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that sleep amen just for a few minutes this morning resurrection morning I, I want to talk about the reality of the resurrection this thing is real the reality of the resurrection oh how well do I remember how I doubted day by day for I did not know for certain that my sins were washed away. When the Spirit tried to tell me, I would not the truth receive. I endeavored to be happy and to make myself believe. But it's real. It's real. Oh, I know it's real. Praise God. All of my doubts are settled. For I know, I know it's real. These are the words of a hymn written in 1907 by Homer Cox. They're words that indicate a struggle, a struggle that so many of us wrestle with at some point in our lives, a struggle that many of us 
wonder and many of us at some point in our lives, is this thing really real? This talk of a savior, this talk of eternal life, this talk of God having a son, this talk of a man conquering death, this talk of eternal life, is it real? Is it real or is it just another story? It's just another story that men have come up with to pacify themselves. Is this thing real? But I stand today as one who is just like this songwriter. Who, Yeah, yeah I stand today. I can tell you all of my doubts have been settled. Y'all ain't hearing me. All of my doubts have been settled. He's changed my heart. He's changed my mind. He's made too many ways for me out of no way. He has turned my life around. And today, I join in the resurrection celebration because I know. <laughs> I know that it's real. Also, Paul, in the text, writing to the church at Corinth. This church is still on the fence. It's a church, but it's still not quite convinced of all of the truths of the word of God. They, they want to believe. And they profess to be believers, but they still have their doubts about this thing called the resurrection. Are y'all hearing me? Still got their doubts about whether or not Jesus really died and whether he got up on the third day morning. So Paul, in his writing, he's writing to set the house in order. He wants the house to be set in order concerning the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul here is writing to let them know that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not optional to the church. Let me say that again. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is not optional to the church. Let them know that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the center of everything that we believe. During this time, during this time, the Apostle Paul's ministry, Corinth, was the most important city in Greece. Corinth was a bustling hub. Corinth was the center of worldwide commerce, but also Corinth was the center of degraded culture. It was also the center of idolatry and, 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 and anything, everybody believed in just anything. That, all of that took place in Corinth. But in spite of that reputation, Paul founded a church there. Yes, yes, yes. There in that ungodly place, he preached Jesus. 
And uh, as he preached Jesus, hearts were touched. And there in that ungodly place, there were many who believed on Jesus Christ. But, but, but the church at Corinth, the church at Corinth, because of where it was and because it had so much stuff going on, that church was constantly under attack. It was under attack because it was surrounded by so many alternative beliefs. That it was surrounded by folk who believed some of everything. Uh, so since there were so many beliefs, the church of Jesus Christ was under constant attack. Yeah. Paul has now moved on. He's moved on to Ephesus. He, he's on his third missionary journey. But although he was away, he still got news and reports of what was going on in Corinth. And that's what's going on here, 1 Corinthians 1 and 1. Yeah, yeah, he got some news from Corinth. He's ministry in Ephesus, but he got news from Corinth. And the news that he got is that there are some, some contentions in the church at Corinth. Get it now. He's trying to do ministry over here, but oh, he's getting word that there's some mess going on back at the church at Corinth. And these contentions, these contentions were, were, were over, first of all, who, who are we following? What leader are we following? Folk are comparing pastors. Some were with Apollos and some were with Cephas and some, a few of them were still with Jesus. <laughs> some were followers of Paul. And yeah, yeah, but, but then not, not only were they were their contentions about which leader was the best leader or the right leader. There was a question as to whether Paul was really authentic or not. As a question, yeah, somehow the church of Corinth always wondered about Paul. They really couldn't ever get over who he used to be. Are y'all hearing me? Anybody know anybody like that? They just can't get over what, what, you, they, they couldn't get over the fact that at one time, at one time, he was a persecutor of the church. How can he turn around and call himself? How can he lead anybody? Christians were taking each other to court. They were taking each other to court, and there was, there was sexual immorality in the church, and there was a debate over spiritual gifts, confusion concerning the Lord's Supper. There were even debates about whether the resurrection was really real or whether it wasn't real. There had all kinds of stuff going on in the church at Corinth. Paul in his letter, Paul in his letter is responding to this confusion. And he addresses a few of the issues. Look at how Paul responds to some of the issues. He says, first of all, first thing I want to clear up is it really don't matter what y'all think about me. It's right there in text. Right there in text. Look at, he, he, yeah, he, verse 10. He says, it really doesn't matter what y'all think about me. It doesn't matter whether, whether you like me or accept me or not. Because whatever I am, I'm that by the grace of God. Y'all ain't hearing me. 
what did Paul? Paul says, I didn't make myself. I didn't call myself. If I'm anything at all, I'm that by the grace of God. Let me help somebody up in the house. If you're anything at all, are y'all hearing me? You ain't got nothing to boast about. If you've achieved anything at all, it is all by the grace. <laughs> the grace of God. He, he, he addressed that first. He says, don't just get me out of the way because all that I am, I'm that by the grace of God. Then he slightly addressed the gift of the Spirit and then he said a word about the Lord's Supper and, yeah, and, 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 and he said, he, he addressed a few of the issues, talked about the Lord's Supper. He said, now that's all I'm going to talk about that. The rest of it I'll set in order when I come. I'll straighten out the rest of it when I, when I come back. But if you read the account, you'll see that he spends most of his time clarifying their thinking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, it, it was almost like Paul drew a line. And he said, now, we can go back and forth over some of this other stuff. We can argue some of these other issues. Some of, some of these other issues we still be arguing about when Jesus comes back. But one thing that we're not going to debate Y'all ain't hearing me. One, one thing we ain't going to play with. One thing that we will not debate. And that is the resurrection. Y'all ain't hearing me. There ain't no room for debate. Over the resurrection. Of Jesus Christ. You see. My brothers and sisters. Paul. Understood. Just like you and I. Ought to understand that there is no room for debate when it comes to the resurrection. Y'all ain't hearing me. We can argue about whether or not you ought to wear a tie to church. We can argue over who can preach and who can't preach. Are y'all hearing me? But we ain't going to argue about the resurrection. Y'all ain't hearing me. We are going to be clear that he died. They hung him up. He died. They laid him in a tomb and they got up early Sunday morning. We ain't going to debate that. Let me throw this in. Oh, Paul, Paul, Paul takes this time and he clears up this confusion about the resurrection. He, he's already said in chapter 123, he said, we preach Christ. And him crucified. To some folk it's a stumbling block. To some folk it's foolishness. But to us it is the power of God. To us it is the wisdom of God. Now let me throw this in. Let me throw this in. Don't mean a thing. Let me throw this in. We live in a day where this ain't an issue with some folk who stand to preach. Y'all hear me? It ain't even an issue with some folk because in many cases, Jesus is never mentioned. It ain't a Everybody ain't got this problem. There, there are some folk who preach a whole sermon and never call the name of Jesus and they sure ain't going to tell you that he died. And they sure ain't going to tell you that he got up. 
But my brothers and sisters, I believe that preaching, are y'all hearing me? Ought to have some element of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You really haven't preached. You really haven't told the story until you tell somebody that he died. Laid him in a tomb and he got up. That's the gospel. Paul is saying to the people, how is it that after hearing all of this preaching, there are still those who say that there is no resurrection of the dead? 13, if there is no resurrection, then Christ is not resurrected. And if Christ is not risen, look at verse 14. Christ didn't get up. Our preaching and your faith is in vain. And not only that, if he didn't get up, we, all of y'all have been out telling everybody, we are false witnesses because all of us have testified that God raised him Y'all ain't hearing me. That God raised him from the dead. Verse 17, he says, If Christ is not raised from the dead, then your faith is in vain. Is that in your book? Your faith is in vain and you are still in your sins. If he didn't get up. From the grave. Verse 18. If Christ is not raised from the dead. Then those who have died. Have just perished. And all of us who are holding on to the hope of Christ. We are some miserable creatures. Y'all ain't hearing me. Paul is laying out his argument. But he's making his point in negative terms. Read it, read it. He's talking about it in negative terms. If there is no resurrection, or if Jesus didn't die. But I decided that since we're celebrating today, I decided that since we're celebrating the resurrection, I, I want to present Paul's same argument. But I want to present it on the positive side. Are y'all hearing me? Paul presented it on the negative side. I, I want to present it on the positive side. Because the truth is, I know. Anybody know in the house? The truth is, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that my Savior lives. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that he got up from the grave on the third day morning with all power in his hand. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that Jesus lives. And because he lives, our sins are forgiven. Because of the resurrection, I can rejoice and sing my song. 
All because I know he lives. Because I know he got up, I keep on singing my sins. Oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sins not in part, but the whole. They're nailed to the cross. And I bear them no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Because of the resurrection, my, way, my faith is well founded. I have faith to see the invisible. I have faith to expect the incredible. I have faith to receive the impossible. My faith looks up to thee, thy Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear me, yes, while I pray, take all my guilt away. Oh, let me from this day be holy thine because of the resurrection the words of the apostle were true and the words of every gospel preacher now is true you see we live in a day when people are taught that there is no such thing as absolute truth and uh, we spread the message, uh, yeah, and those who talk about absolute truth, uh, they say that we don't know what we are talking about. But I come today to tell you uh, that the word that I preach and the word that I teach is absolutely true. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? There are some things that, that I may not know. There are some places that I cannot go, but I am sure, yes, I'm sure of this one thing. God is real, he's real, because I can feel him. Are you hearing me? Down in my soul, yeah, I am sure, yeah, that God gave his son, yeah. I am sure yeah, that his son gave his life uh, that I might have uh, eternal life. Uh, I am sure that God uh, so loved the world uh, that he gave uh, his only begotten son uh, that whosoever uh, believe in him uh, would not perish uh, but have uh, everlasting life y'all ain't hearing me because of the resurrection those who have died did not perish are y'all hearing me right out of the word of God those who have gone to sleep Reverend they did not perish Reverend Jackson go ahead and lift up your head 
she did not perish. Those who have gone on, they did not perish. Are y'all hearing me? Let me tell you, because Jesus got up. They are just resting from their labors. They have eternal life. And because he got up from the grave, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days when the trumpet shall sound and the Lord will descend. One of them got a witness here. We will be caught up. We'll be caught up to meet him in the air. My brothers and my sisters, that's why we're here today. We come to celebrate the resurrection that's why i keep telling a dying world that he lives he lives christ jesus he lives today he walks with me he talks with me along life's narrow way he lives he lives Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives, yes, within my heart. Yes, I come to celebrate. I celebrate because my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust a sweeter frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, on Christ, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Yes, 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 yes. He's real. He's real, I tell you. He's real. I have absolutely no doubt. This thing is real. We celebrate it. Because there are some things that I may not know. There are some places that I can't go. I'm sure one thing. <laughs> Y'all hear me? Don't know a whole lot. Huh? Little light on a whole lot of areas, but I'm sure of one thing. God is real. I can feel it. Deep, deep down in my soul, I can feel him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody in the house know he's real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, 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 my. There are some things. All right, all right, all right. 
but I, I'm sure of this one thing, oh, that my God is real, oh, I can feel him in my soul, oh, yes, God is real, oh, he's real in my soul, God is real,
that every time the gospel is preached, it is the very open invitation itself. Yes. We've heard it right from the word of God that all that what we do, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, it's in vain. Yeah, yeah, yes. But you and I are here this morning because we're convinced yeah, yeah, yeah. beyond the shadow of a doubt that on that Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the good part, the power to save anybody. That no matter where you've been or what you've done or how you have done it, he got up with all power in his hand and he has the power to save you from even that. So we ask everybody to rest on your feet. This is the invitation to discipleship. That if you want to become a part of the Salem church, if you want to become a part even greater of the kingdom of God, you can come now. We ask our preachers, if you would, station yourselves in the aisles for those who want to come. Amen. Go ahead and do that. And then we want to tell you, if you want to come and give your life to Jesus Christ today, instead of coming up front, just go to one of those preachers. And we will make sure that on today that you have come to give your life to him. Him who lived a sinless life. Him who died on Friday. Him who was buried in a grave. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Come give your life to Jesus. There are those who even want to give themselves virtually. Just send a message on messengers that you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. We will make sure that we get in touch with you. Come on, somebody. Give your life to him. If you want to become a part of the church, come on, somebody. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Him in my soul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, God is real. Come on, come on. Come give your life to him. He's real in my soul. God is real. For he has walked. Come on, come on. And made me whole. His love for me. Give your life. Give your life to him. It's just like you though. God, come on, give your life to Jesus. You want to be a part of the church? Hear me. Just, just one more time. Oh, 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 oh. yes, God, it real. He's real in my soul. Come on, come on. God, it real. He had one. Made, made me whole. Oh, love for me. It's just like you go. Come on, come on. Oh, my God, it's real. 
may be seated. Amen, by my soul. Amen, amen. Give God praise in the house. Give God praise. Give God praise virtually. Give God praise. Lift him up. He's worthy to be praised. From the very rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. I love Paul at the end of that test. He says that then because Jesus was raised from the dead, we can then be steadfast, <laughs> unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the labor you do is not in vain. Amen. Give God glory. Give God glory. Give God praise. Just a few notes before we move into our celebration of the Lord's Supper. Um, we ask that all who have come, uh, parents who have come with children, to make sure that you stop by Heritage Hall on your exiting and get your children. Amen. <laughs> Want to make sure. I know it's been a pandemic and you've been cooped up in the house with them a very, very long time. And you are so glad to have a little time away, but we want to make sure that before you leave, amen, you pick up your children from Heritage Hall. Is that all right? That all right. Amen. 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 I want to thank God for those who have joined us uh, in new, uh, new Church, who have joined us. I want to thank God, if you will, give God praise for uh, Sister Tiara and, and Brother Jerry Robinson, new members of the church on last, amen, last week, come and join. Also want to just lift up the name, amen, there they are, amen. Some guy give God praise, yeah. Amen, amen. Thank God for the life of Elijah King, who was baptized last week. Amen. Give God praise for Elijah. Yeah, yeah. Baptized into the family of God. Amen. Family of God. Well, thank God for those. Um, there will be memorial services this week. Memorial service, rather, for Sister Wilma Wright this uh, Thursday, April. Um, at 24th um, at uh, 1 p.m. we will have the services I'm sorry not 24th it is, but on the 21st uh, Sister Wilma Wright we will have memorial services we ask that all who can will attend amen I want to continue to thank all of you wherever you may be, both those in the sanctuary and those who are with us virtually for your stewardship and giving. Amen. I want to thank you that you have continued to give generously to the work of the church and to the kingdom of God. So I want to thank you very much for those of those who have brought gifts on uh, this morning. As you exit the building, you should have receptacles to be able to give if you want to give that way. If those who have been giving virtually, we ask that you would continue to do so that way. In the spirit of safety, uh, we want to continue um, to exit our building properly. And if I ask this morning, um, those to my left and to your right, if you would exit out the double doors and we exit, and if we can just uh, form a single file line to exit. And if you will, those, uh, if you can count pretty much in the middle of the, the middle aisle, if those will go to the left, to my left, and then also those on the right, you're going to be a single file out this door. Is that all right? And those also in the middle on the on in the middle aisle, if you would go to your to my right, your left. Uh, we do have a special announcement this morning 
uh, that is going to be coming from our pastor concerning um, those in attendance with us on today. We're so happy to have today with us in our midst uh, uh, Superior Court Judge B.T. Parker, who is also, who is running for judge. I want her to stand. Amen. There she is. Amen. Just so happy. Happy to have her here worshiping with us. She's already on the Superior Court, and we want to do everything we can do to make sure she stays there. All right. All right. We're looking forward. We're looking forward. Looking forward to that. We also have our commissioner, uh, Ben Koo, who is with us. Amen. Here in worship today. These are people who are already working for us and doing a grand job. And I want all of us just to be aware, just to be aware of what's going on around us. Now, thank God for we can come together here. We praise God and shout, but we got to live in this world right now. And we need to do all that we can to make this world the best place we can make it. So these people who are running, these people who are coming, these are people who stand for us. And I want us. Now, let me say this in that regard. I don't really, I think after this time, I think everybody pretty much knows where we stand here. But I want every member of this church to make sure, see, all kinds of shenanigans are going on. I want you to get online, call, whatever you need to do to make sure that your voter registration is current. Make sure. Now, you say, well, I, I, I know I'm registering all. <laughs> Don't take that for granted. They're trying their best now to kick people off roads. And so please, I need you to take it on yourself to check. Make sure that your, your, your registration is active and that you're actively registered to vote. You need to do that this week. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. And in my estimation, if those before us gave their lives for this right, those before us, they, they put their lives on the line so that we can vote. The very least we can do, the very least we can do is to, is to get in, get, get, get yourself, make sure that you're registered, get in the line and vote. Amen. If they don't let nobody give you any water, take your water with you. That's right. Do, do what you have to do, huh? Amen. I'm, I'm already anticipating in my mind. I'm thinking I might be going to jail. I might be going to jail because if anybody is in the line and they need water and I got it. Uh, 
the Bible says that I need to give them water. The Bible said that. So, so, so y'all, deacons, y'all get your bill money together. <laughs> get your bill money together. We may have to challenge some of these rules. Uh, we're going to heaven, but we got to live here till we get there. Amen. So let's just be, be good citizens. Let me just say a word of thank you uh, to all of you for your kindnesses shown to us, not just last week, but to show kindness to us all of the time, but for all of the gifts, the cards, and all of the stuff that's just still coming every day. The mailbox is just full of wonderful things that members are showing their love. And I want you all to know that we do appreciate it. Thank you so much for all that you do for us all of the time. So we appreciate last Sunday. We appreciate all that you do uh, all, all of the time. We have anybody visiting with us for the first time. Will you stand? If you're here for the first time, stand wherever you are. Amen. 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 Amen, amen, amen. We just want y'all to know that we are so glad y'all in the house. Glad that you have chosen Salem to be your place of worship today. And if you don't have a church home, I'm going to save you some gas. <laughs> amen. No need to look any further. So glad to have you. God bless you. God keep you. Salem, y'all see them. Y'all know what to do. Amen, amen. And we'll move quickly and expeditiously to our celebration of the Lord's Supper. We'd ask our officers to come. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be, lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow. Lead me to Calvary. our own Deacon Howard Norman if you will lead us to the throne of grace our father in heaven first Lord we just come asking you for forgiveness of all of our sins and all of our shortcomings then father God we ask you to create in us a clean heart right now and renew the right spirit within us. Before we take up this bread and drink up this cup, we ask you, dear Father God, to pour your blessings upon this table, Lord. And we thank you, God, for what you've done for us over 2,000 years ago. How you hung, bled, and died, but how you got up on the third day morning with all power in your hands. And since you got up, Father God, we thank you that we will get up one day, dear Father God. And we're looking for that glorious day, dear Father God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and thank God. King of my life, I crown thee now. shall Oh. Uh -huh. 
Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, it will never, ever lose its power. Yeah, yeah, yes. Lift your voices, the blood that Jesus shed for me. The blood that Jesus shed for me.
that on the night before Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And after he'd given thanks, says, this is my body, take and eat. After which he took the cup and says, this is the new covenant, the new testament in my blood, take and drink ye all of it. thank God for this opportunity just to remember. Thank God for this day of remembrance that the church of God will always keep in their hearts and in their minds what Jesus did. The world might forget it. The world may not even care. But those of us in here, we've got to remember what he did. And what that means, what that means to us. Thank God for this uh, another opportunity to come together and worship. We ask that as we prepare to leave this place, that we will leave orderly out of the doors that have been assigned. We will do our fellowship out in the parking lot. Amen. Amen. We haven't seen each other in a long time. And Lord knows it's so good. To see folk in the house. Bless the Lord for where he has brought us from. God be with you till we meet again. Let us stand.
we communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say. several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.